Welcome to another episode of Night Court as we overlook, well, we're not overlooking, we're looking out over Memphis and Brevin's parking lot. I was about to say, let's tell what it really is. We're, we're looking out at the parking lot. This is Night Court. He is Brevin Knight. I'm Rob Fisher, and we're going to talk a lot of NBA as the playoffs continue. Uh, we'll talk a little Grizzlies as well as their season came to a close. We thank you for listening to Night Court each and every week. And, uh, of course, as always, you can write a review. You can follow us on Twitter at NightCourt22. Ask questions. We can, uh, we can answer your questions here on the podcast. You can also reach Brevin at BrevinKnight22, myself at the Fish Nation. That's how you can get us on Twitter. And uh, tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Subscribe. We had a, a great turnout <coughs> for our last podcast a couple weeks ago and uh, want to continue to grow and, and continue to bring this to you every single week. So thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. BK, how are you, man? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. And I, I second everything that Fish just said. Do all of those things. Yeah, do them all. Do all, all the stuff. <laughs> we, uh, we have some time off. Um, yeah. I, I tell people the end of the season normally, it's like breaking up with a girlfriend because you have a routine, we travel, we talk about it all the time, we're like family because we're together more than we are with our families back home. Uh, it's, you know, six months, it's a grind, you go through it together and when it's over, it's, it's like the last day of, you know, high school or mm -hmm. the last, or breaking up with a girlfriend. Your routine changes completely overnight. And your life just changes completely. And you tell everybody, hey, we'll, we'll keep in touch all summer. And then you don't. And <laughs> you see each other in October. And it's, uh, so it's usually really hard. It takes a few days to kind of get over. This year, not so much. No, it was. <laughs> this year, when it was over, it was over. It, yep. it was, and, because it, and a large part of that is because I, I tell people, it's like, I feel like we have done basketball for an entire year. Yeah. Um, with the bubble experience. Um, and then we had a little bit of time off before the season got started again in December. But then having to play that second half of the season where we were every other night, this team, if you weren't playing every other night, you were playing every day. Mm -hmm. And so it, it started to feel like run on. Um, and, and just because we weren't traveling, there were so many things that were so different about the season, getting on your family's nerves because you're home more than you've, you've ever been in a long time, uh, them getting on your nerves because you're home more than you have been. Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was just a, it was a, it was a long draining uh, season of uncomfortability. We, we, we were, it was an uncomfortable season because we had, we had to do everything outside of our norms. Yeah, and it, it was funny because I saw your quote in the piece that was written in The Athletic. Uh, what, that was The Athletic, wasn't it? I hope it was. Or was it, no, or it was Phil Stukenberg's piece? Yes, that, with, it was, it was uh, in, in that Commercial thing. Appeal. Yeah. And then there was one in Athletic as well, uh, where you talked about, you know, you not traveling and who it upset more, uh, you or your wife. I tell everybody that same exact thing. I'm like, yeah, I really miss traveling. I don't know who missed me traveling more, myself or my wife. Oh, I know, I know for sure. <laughs> because that's the norm. That's been the norm for, uh, for you even longer because of your playing days. But, right. but for me, since being with the Grizzlies, that's 14 years. So, it's been a long time for you where that, that is the norm. I mean, you, you prepare yourself and your mind is, is you're gone for six months. 24 years of it Wow, is, is what we've been doing. Wow. And, and so of playing, you know what I'm saying, my playing time, 23. The one year I was doing the uh, 
Bobcats radio that was pretty just stayed and did their home game. So 23 years mm. of of traveling, and and I say why it's so hard on on either your spouse or significant other, but if you someone that you're living with, <clears throat> what's hard is that they have their own rhythm, especially if you have kids. Right. They start to get into their rhythm of what they do when you're gone, and then when you come back, we always interrupt what that rhythm is, and so to have. Six months of it interrupted. Yeah, it wore on Dina. <laughs> uh, for our Grizzlies listening audience, uh, Grizzly season did come to a close, and uh, I, I don't. I remember the first year the Grizzlies made the playoffs ever, and they were swept 4-0. Um, it didn't matter. It was great. They made the playoffs first time ever, and got swept 4-0. Had great moments. Hubie was coach of the year. Uh, awesome. Um, the second year sucked, all right? You got swept 4-0. The third year really sucked because now you, you've, been, you've been beaten 12 straight <laughs> times in the postseason and nothing, not even a victory. So that, that one sucked. So, and then when you got back to the playoffs, it was great. And that first year, obviously, you beat the number one seed. Then you had other series that they sucked when you left too early or they were great when, you know, you went far. This, this season to me reminds me a lot of that first year the Grizzlies made the playoffs because whatever they did was going to be gravy. And, and I think what, what they did, how they performed in a series in which they lost four games to one was impressive and a bright sign of the future. It was an exciting year. Yeah. At, the, at the end of the day, we all came into this season, number one, wanting Jaron to get back healthy as quickly as he can get back. And then just to see the maturation of Ja, of course, but also Brandon Clark, see what he was, the steps that he was going to take. This was a, an observant year is mm -hmm. what I kind of looked at. We were going to sit back and see who took what steps, where this team could go, what could be added to make them better. That, I think that was the anticipation. But what you can never gauge is the heart of basketball players until you see it in action. And so to be able to see those, th this team take the steps that they took um, individually but collectively, and also the steps that Taylor Jenkins and his staff were able to take, the, le the jumps that they were to make, uh, gave them the opportunity to be in a, in a different position. And then with that opportunity, um, they made the most of it, and so it, it was, it was fun. It was entertaining. Uh, it was good basketball, uh, and, and uh, it, it leaves it leaves us all with that like can't wait until next year because you the expectations will be there, but there'll be real expectations that can be attained. While that feeling of the series ending and being as positive as I am, being beaten four one in a first round playoff series. The other year that it reminds me of is that long seven-year run, the first year of the seven-year run. It reminds me of that because I told you after game one that the Grizzlies took in Salt Lake City, I said that win didn't really necessarily give me hope that the Grizzlies were going to win that series. That win gave me hope that this is the start of a long run of the Grizzlies being in the postseason. And when you've been gone for four years, that's a great thing to look forward to because you miss it when it's gone. Oh, shucks. We, <laughs> we, we got really spoiled with, with uh, being able to have that seven-year run. And, and 
the expectation that next year it wasn't worth it. We stopped saying, would you make the playoffs? It turned into what seed would you be? <laughs> Could we be a top four seed that would then allow you that home court advantage and not having to win one on someone else's court in order to win? It, so the, the mindset uh, changed as we went through those seven years. And then once, you know, the core four started to break up and things went, then it was like, well, when will we get back mm -hmm. to just having a chance to go to the playoffs? And I think this team, with what they did this season, uh, and you, you would hope everyone takes another step in their growth, and Taylor and his staff does also, we can start to, again, start saying, what seed will they be? Not, well, are they going to be a playoff team? Yeah, while it didn't take me long to get over the end of this season, I am looking forward to next year. Oh, shucks. I'm, I can't I'm, wait till it gets here because, hope, well, hopefully it'll be – so, normal. I'm excited. I'm excited for summer league to get an opportunity to go to summer league, watch some watch some some young guys play and, and see some of our young guys get more minutes and, and what they they look like and then to go through preseason. I'm just I'm regular. For, I'm ready for what an NBA season really looks like. Yeah. Regular and I'm ready to travel again. Yeah, no kidding. And again, so are our wives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's talk about these NBA playoffs. We're recording this on Tuesday morning. So uh, from where we're at right now, Utah Jazz and the Clippers have not played a game yet. Clippers, oh, what a bizarre series that was with Dallas. Luka was just a terrible matchup for the Clippers, but the Clippers ultimately just had too much for Dallas. And the road team winning the first six games and then the Clippers finally winning game seven. They're capable of going to the NBA championship but they're also capable of, well, almost got bounced in the first round. Yeah, and I, a, a large part of why they, they were able to get through was as great as Luka was, Kawhi Leonard was Kawhi great. Leonard. On, he yep. was back. Yep. And, and um, with him playing at that level, and, and if they can be, I kind of was talking earlier about this. The thing with the Clippers is I still don't get the feeling of, there's a we with the way that Kawhi and Paul George plays together. It has nothing to do with they like each other. I just I, I see it as being it's either Kawhi or it's Paul. It's not it's not what we out here getting. Whereas when I look at Durant and Kyrie Irving, and even when James Harden, it's, it I thought it was going to be take your turns, but it's not. They play well with and off of one another, and I think that's that is what has made the Clippers be in the position that they're in and the Nets be. Is it because the Clippers don't have a true point guard to kind of direct them together? Well, I, I think that's why they, they thought that Rondo would be able to be that. But when you don't play together at all, right. uh, for the most part during the regular season, it's why the Lakers had the pro tr troubles that they had because of injuries, no cohesion. Then it, it, now you're relying a lot more on the individual's talents to get you where you want to go to. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, I just think that um, with, this, with this Clippers team, very dangerous. Like, like if they found that we factor, then they, they, they're as good as anybody by far in the league because they, they have every, as, every attribute you want to have right. in a team if you look at their roster. Um, but can it be a we thing? And – I think that's that's the biggest thing that uh, Ty Lue is has, is is going to, have to figure out is can he get him to that level? Because if he does, then I think it's, it makes it very hard 
for Utah. But if they just play the way that they look kind of indiv- more individual, then, then Utah can beat them. I like Utah. <clears throat> I, I'm already anticipating Utah-Phoenix. I, I think they're the two most fun teams to watch maybe in the NBA because of how many guys can be threats on yes. the floor. Yes. I mean, yep. if you're doing fantasy <clears throat> leagues, Utah's the greatest team ever to find that guy that could be real cheap. <laughs> and, and he may give you 20. Um, I mean, they just, they just have it everywhere in the way that they move the basketball. And then to have a star player in Donovan Mitchell who can just take over a game. Um, and then to have the big presence. I mean, they, they just they're, – they're so balanced in what they do. And when they play well, I think they're the best team in the league. Um, and then Phoenix, just watching Chris Paul – the way that he, I mean, just the heart of a champion. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable, and, and he's carrying that team. And Jay Crowder has been huge for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, just those two moves. I, I was so wrong about Phoenix to start this season, but they are deservingly the second best team in the Western Conference, and I want to see these two play. I I, I, because I think it's going to be an amazing series with those two teams. Well, the, the one thing I would say is uh, I appreciate the pat on the back you just gave me for the Phoenix thing. Cause well, I, I, <clears throat> I continue to profess to you how much of an influence that number three Chris Paul was going to be. But to go along with what they had already put in place from the bubble. Uh, and yeah. Jay Crowder, you said, Bridges goes off last night. I, I think their young, their young wings have been good with Cam Johnson. This campaign. Has, has been has has gone in and went from the quote you continue to see everywhere in Chicago. He said somebody said he wasn't an NBA player, um, and how that has just gone to be such a nothing statement. Um, but it's just one person's opinion. Everybody has that. But I I, I agree that those two teams they they were the best all season, and the, the the word that you you will continue to use for both of them is. They're the better teams because mm-hmm. that's how they play. They rely on one another to be good. Utah with the moving the ball, the shooting the threes. And then they have they have what you need to be a winner, which I say is they have a star player, but they have two high-level defenders on their team, and one is a big, Gobert in the back, inside. And I think that Royce O'Neal is an underrated defender for them and what he can do with his – size his length his his versatility so they that gives them another if that gives them a wing guy i still think at the end of the day it's going to come down to mike conley's hamstring i don't think that they can win without mike being able to play if he's going to be in and out of the lineup in and out then i would give the clippers the edge in that in terms of winning that series but other than that i could see utah uh, Utah Phoenix being a fantastic series. I mean, Denver has a shot, obviously. I mean, Jokic, yeah, Jokic is, is he's amazing. I mean, every every time Portland beat him, you thought, well, okay, Denver's in trouble now, and then they just. <laughs> but their role guys have also, in some way, shape, played very. Yeah. Aaron Gordon has found. Aaron Gordon has, yeah. has found himself again, and we said Morris. Morris was going to be a key for him because he was injured towards the end of the end of the season right. for them and came back. And so if they, if they can stretch this out, I think Will Barton is talking about he may be in a position where he could come back if they can stretch out a number of games, then, 
Yeah, you, I, I'm not ever going to count out Mike Malone and Jokic. I, they, Phoenix is going to have to play excellent basketball mm-hmm. again to, to beat them in the series. Yeah, I think this could be a really long series. I, I just think Phoenix is better. Yes. You know, and, and I think Utah is better. So, I, and I think those two together would be great. That's what I'm rooting for. And then in the East, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Um, I, have a, I have a strange takeaway from game one of that series. And I kept waiting for others to maybe talk about it, and I haven't really heard many people talk about it. Joel Embiid had an amazing statistical night. Uh, what, 39, I think, is what he scored? Right. He's not right. He's hurt. He, he's, not, he's not in pain. He's, he, okay, he's not hurt. He's injured. Right, he's playing through pain. Because watching him in that game, every time he jumps, every time that first step is with that leg, it's a hobble, it's a, it's a stutter step, try not to land on it. And, it, and it, I mean, that's from start of the game. Def- he's, he's, he's injured. I mean, Joel Embiid is injured. I, I can't believe he put up the numbers he did in game one because watching him was painful, I thought. Well, and I, if he's not right, I think they're in a lot of trouble. Oh, they're in a world of hurt if he's not right. And I, I wish I could get on here and, and give some really big analytical breakdown of it, but I didn't see one minute of the game. So, man, no one. So, so, so please, tweet us at Nightcourt22. Tell me if I'm crazy. Right, because I, I, I was I, watching, I'm like, boy, this guy's not right. I mean, he's, he looks like he's in it. And he's not wearing any. I mean, he's bracing. got like the leg sleeve, but he's not. he doesn't have a brace on or anything. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it's not that terrible. But, oh, my God, I'd be stunned if he didn't come out with a brace. Well, I, I, will, I will be watch, intently watching that tonight. Is this on Tuesday? I think we're we're taping this on yeah. tu- on Tuesday. And I think they play tonight. That's right. So I'll I'll, I'll watch that tonight. But uh, just to the the point that you made, if Embiid is not right, the Hawks will be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, and, Which and is it's, amazing. And it's, and it's not just because Embiid is not right. It's because the Atlanta Hawks are a good basketball team, and they're good because all of the pieces that they brought in for the reason to be able to help Trey Young, help Collins be able to win. It has all come together because they're all healthy. Like we say, Nate McMillan is a fantastic coach. I don't know if Lloyd Pierce could have done the same thing. I, I don't know. But Lloyd Pierce wasn't playing with the same deck right. that Nate McMillan has been able to play with. Um, and so to be able to have Bogdanovich healthy, Gallinari healthy, Clint Capella. People for Clint Capella missed all of his time once he came over in the trade with Atlanta until there, there was the coaching change. So to be able to have all of those guys be healthy, to go along with the brilliance of Trey Young, you could not like him because of how he plays, the fouls he gets, uh, the way that he talks, but you can't deny the talent that he is. This is how brilliant of an NBA prognosticator I am. Atlanta was the other team I was wrong about this year. <laughs> I, I, thought I the, think somebody told you. I think someone else said that to you. I also. mean, I, th- I thought the moves that they made were moves that would get them up like in the 8, 9, 10 spot, and they wouldn't go anywhere past that. I thought they were just good, mainly because y- you picked up a guy that you're going to rely on on Gallinari who is never healthy. Never healthy. But he is and has been for the most part this season and has been really good. Um, and Trey Young, man. For how much I, I don't want him to convince me. 
Because let me tell you something. I'm one of those guys. I'm on the, I don't like him. I don't like his hair. Get your hair cut, dude. I don't, I, don't, I don't like his swag. If he was mine, love him. But he's not mine, so I don't like him at all. And, and, but, and, and seriously, though, in a basketball sense, I really, fig, I really thought that Trey Young didn't make the guys around him better. I didn't. And watching him now, because I don't watch the Hawks often. My, my apologies, Bob Rathbun and Neek. But They're idle. I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't see him very often. We play him twice. Um, but watching him here in the playoffs, I don't know, man. He's, he's trying real hard to convince me. I'm trying real hard to not be convinced, but he's – He's putting on a pretty good case. Well, I, I think a lot of it goes to, number one, that he feels like the talent around him can help him win. Like it's, It doesn't have to be me overexerting myself for us to win a basketball game. I can go out here and be just an efficient point guard, get the shots, and, and got somebody that's going. And I got guys that can get – listen, you, you, another one of my favorite young guys in the league is, is Kevin Herter. I said that from day one, mm-hmm. I, that, I, that I, I liked the way he played the game. And, and the belief that even someone like Herder, as young as he is, he still is able to say, all right, well, maybe he has it going right now. Let me get him a shot. He doesn't force it. And he's not just a long-range three-point shooter. That's the, thing that, that's the thing that mesmerizes people. That's what shows up well when you want to show a clip. Right. Gets in the paint. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of damage in the paint. And whether that's floaters, finishing, finding guys, lobs, and he gets to the free throw line. And so the, the, if Embiid is not right, which I'll watch it tonight, the Hawks will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. And, 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 and here's the thing. When they make it there, it's not going to be a walkover with, with Brooklyn or if Milwaukee turns it on and they are able to win. It's not going to be a walkover against the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And I would, be, I would be very nervous to have to play a hungry – young, talented team with a veteran head coach. be interesting to see what things are going to be like in Atlanta. I, I don't know what the restrictions are, crowd and, and things like that in Atlanta. But It'll it, be filled. But if, if they can fill it. Oh. Atlanta Hall, I mean, when's the last time you saw that building filled? Fish, I'm, if, if, I'm going to look at it. If it all works out, uh, Donovan Knight and myself will be down there watching the game. I mean, because I can only imagine the energy that's going to be in that building. And it's going to be good basketball. Yeah, awesome. I might even get a loan from you to get, see if we get some good seats. I'll see what I can do. I know some people. Um, the, the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, here we go again. Uh, <coughs> Milwaukee disposed of the Miami Heat. Uh, just disposed of them. Easy. Heat weren't right from the, the Heat. They, the, the bubble hangover. They, mm. they weren't right all year. They made a, a late push to get to the playoffs. Yeah. But, I mean, you could see just in Jimmy Butler, just they didn't have it. No. But now Milwaukee going up against this Brooklyn team and the Brooklyn team without James Harden, and they lose by 39 in game two. 39 in game two. All of their deficiencies are being exposed. And those deficiencies are? They don't have a playmaker. Your, your star player can't create his own shot if it's not at the rim. And so he's being defended by one. 
What star players do for your team is they force double teams. And when you have to double team them, that's when everybody else can be good. That's, 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 what, that's what star, he can't do it. He's being defended. He's standing at the top of the key and being defended by somebody that's standing in the paint. That's, that's man, people keep talking about shoot a three. Forget shoot a three. Shoot a 12 to 18 foot jump shot. Get that in your game and now he can become a superstar. But at that point, and the Nets' two good players, or two all-stars, are better than the Bucks' three all-stars. And so if you don't have a playmaker on your team that can enhance your players in terms of moving the ball, getting things going, and the other teams, two individuals can be great individually and empower and make their role players be good, then you're going to lose. And right now, the, the, the Nets' role players have been way better than the Bucks role players. Um, what happened to Blake Griffin? How did how did Blake he? Griffin. How, Blake. how did Blake Griffin? <laughs> did he go see some supernatural doctor or? Man, Blake pulled okie doke on him. Blake pulled a big old okie doke on him. I mean, I felt like when Blake went to Brooklyn, they were gonna bring him out in a gurney, and that dude, holy cow! He he look, good he, good fit. He looks. He 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 looks. I'm not gonna say better than the old Blake Griffin, but more efficient. He's a better basketball player. Yes, than the old Blake Griffin. Yo, I mean, I, uh, listen, I, I feel bad for for the Detroit people. <laughs> man, <laughs> like I feel holy smokes. Like I feel, I feel really bad for them, man. I mean, we thought James Harden quit on Houston. This monumental. This dude couldn't come to the arena even. I mean. I was like, holy cow, poor Blake Griffin. I mean, for a guy that I hated for so long, I feel, bad I feel bad for the guy almost. I mean, man can't walk, his back is everything. He's just miserable. He can't Signs trust with Brooklyn. I was like, oh, that's cute. They're going to give Blake a nice little, nice little shot here. That's cute. Good for him. He's, he's like signing J.R. Smith to your team that's going to go to the playoffs. And now he comes out and he's getting double-doubles? What? And looking good. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, for real, look. He caught the two-hand off of the mist the other night, and I'm like. Holy cow. The left hand, the, 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 the he had the patented left one hand, left hand dunk. And these aren't like, like I'm just, like I'm at the rim, and I'm tall, and I'm, I'm semi-athletic, so I still can dunk. No. Yeah. These are like, I, still, I got bounce. Yeah. I can jump over a car guy. Shooting threes. I know, man. It's 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 Blake Griffin. <laughs> the man, that was the man, that was the ultimate one. The ultimate rope a dope there. <laughs> that man went into the corner like I'm just done. Gotcha. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I call it. You know what I call it, man? Robbing you without a ski mask. <laughs> man, pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Um, all right, so Brooklyn's the favorite by far. I wouldn't mind seeing Brooklyn if Embiid is gonna be hurt. I wouldn't mind seeing Brooklyn play against the Hawks. Hawks aren't gonna be. I mean, we can say, damn, any team is not going to beat them if, if if Harden comes back okay. But if Harden stays out, and now you just got to worry about two monsters. I think Utah's got a chance because they put up enough threes. Right. And, and if they make better them. enough, yeah. I mean, we saw that. You, you could play great and lose by 20. And here's the other thing that Utah's figured out a way. Utah's figured out a way to play Gobert no matter what other lineup teams play. Mm-hmm. So even if you try to go small, they, they have still found out the matchup for him. They still 
And it, so what teams try to do on that is they try to use that guy to set the screens. Well, he, if I've gotten a big that sets screens, he still does the same thing where he lays back for the most part and they figure out over, under, or another help from a third right. defender. Um, so I think that is, that is what gives Utah a big boost is that they can, they'll play their brand of basketball no matter what you do. So when Brooklyn sizes down, they'll figure out still how to play Jazz basketball. Today's to my pick today is the Utah Jazz to be NBA champions this year. My pick today for NBA champs are the Phoenix Suns. Wow. What a story that would be. And Chris Paul gets his championship. I will then pat you on the back if that happens. But ain't gonna happen. Chris Paul ain't winning no championship. What's Chris Paul ever won? <laughs> Trey Young and Chris Paul. All the you know stuff. who I used to say that about was Dwight Howard. Then he went and stole one with the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> and if, and if, listen, if, if Embiid is right, then I think that the 76ers give the Brooklyn Nets a world of hurt. Because Brooklyn put, don't defend. They don't I think Philadelphia, even if Embiid's okay, they're going to have trouble with Atlanta. Oh, heck yeah. The, this, the, the, the Atlanta-Philly one. Now, the, I, I was a little bit – the only thing that made me a little worried about Atlanta is the way that they finished that basketball mm-hmm. game with the amount of mistakes that they made. Right? And so the stakes are only going to get higher and higher as you move along. They're, they'll have to be better in terms of uh, their, their end of game – Efficient. It's almost like the Grizzlies Jazz series, where yeah. game one, the Grizzlies did the same thing. You know, you let a big lead slip away, but held on and got the victory. Yeah. And, and you felt like after that, we can beat these guys. Right. And I think that that's the thing that Atlanta's got going for them right now, especially is we can beat these guys. You have a game plan that can work against them. Philly needs a Philly needs to with dangerous teams like this. Is Philly needs to come out and have a dominating game. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have, you you win by you win big. You like to win with a little distance, but doing you're able to do what you want to do. Yeah. In that game, if not, then then they put themselves in real jeopardy with this Hawks team. Um, I wanted to mention this this morning. I did a breakfast. Um, That's right. MC. That was really cool. I was a I was a host host, host breakfast host. Sorry, host. that's why I changed it. Host. For the Dennis H. Jones Living Well Network with Methodist Healthcare, and uh, it's a really cool deal. And I know I, I've been asked, after talking about having depression, I've been asked by a lot of people on how to get help. You know, for people who want help, how can you get help? Because you can't just find a good psychologist. You know, it's, it's not that easy. But this is a place that can help, and they can get you in the right direction. The Living Well Network, um, it, it's amazing. They're there to help, um, and it's taking the first step, and it's, and it's absolutely free. And it, the phone number is local in Memphis, 901-762-8558, 762-8558. Or you can go online at thelivingwellnetwork.org, thelivingwellnetwork.org. Uh, it's, it's an amazing resource for people. And uh, it's a good number to have, whether for yourself or for someone you may know that may be going through tough times and, and maybe needs help. But at the breakfast, the, the guest speaker was Elizabeth Smart. Um, 
the name I'm sure is familiar, and most people listening probably know who Elizabeth Smart is, but if you don't, uh, you'll remember when I say she was the 14-year-old that was abducted and, and kidnapped in Salt Lake City back in 2000, what was it, 2003, 2004? Well, I can't Early believe I can't remember that right now off the top of my head. But, um, and she was held captive for nine months before she was found and rescued. Her story is amazing. And she shared the story in detail about the night that she was kidnapped and the next morning. And then like fast forwarded to the end when she was finally uh, found. It was, it was unbelievable, brother. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I mean, I've read it, I've read it all, but to hear it come out of her mouth was, it was, it was some powerful stuff. I mean, if you want to talk about anybody that had to endure and and and, and fight some level of mental mm. warfare mm. while while going through that all, she she's a testament to mentally how to to, to try to balance yourself or uh, and and just li- live through traumatic situations and still come out on the other side. Like, there's no better person to oh. talk about it. Yeah, and she told me, I asked her last night, we, we were at a dinner, and I asked, of all of the movies and television shows that have been on because of your story, which one, because I was going through Hulu or Prime or whatever, trying to see how many there are, and right. there are a bunch. I said, which one would you say is the real story, the one that I should watch? And she said the one that she did on Lifetime, it's, it's a documentary that she was involved in. And then they did a movie that she was involved in. She's like, look at the ones on Lifetime. I think it's I, what is it called? I, Elizabeth Smart or something uh, like that, I believe is what it's called. But it's, uh, if you want to get the story of Elizabeth Smart, that's the one that she recommended. So I'd say go ahead and watch that one. But pretty, pretty remarkable stuff. And it was, it was unbelievable to meet her. Uh, she, she's pretty inspiring. To say the least. Very much so. Yeah. That's all you people talking about fighting through adversity. You don't get much more than that. No, 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 you sure don't. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Utah TV show, man. What TV show? TV show. I'm telling you what I'm watching. All the seasons are coming to a close right now. No, I slept on. I started watching and I stopped. Snowfall. Snowfall? Yes. On what's that on? It's on, I watch it on Hulu. <laughs> okay. I got the Hulu. <laughs> Somebody, I got no other way to say it. <laughs> no, there's not, man. I mean, it's, it's not a word. It's not Hulu. like a thing. Yeah. Oh. You can't say it soft like that. Oh, you know, I watch it on Hulu. It's like whatever you said, it's like oh, it's on Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. Oh, man. Snowfall. Snowfall. What's what's give us a little? Well, I mean, it's it's a, uh, a a a young kid in the inner city who uh, happens to, to fall into becoming a, a a drug lord, but he's but he's uh, but he's he does it from a educated standpoint. It's not from the uh, overtake you by violence standpoint. It's, I mean, it's. it's it's good. I mean, it, 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 it gives you, hits you with every line of it, the whole supply situation, mm-hmm. the middle people, what he does, the whole, that, that whole thing, how they try to infiltrate with, from the police side. It's, it's, uh, 
right. Snowfall. Watching. Snowfall. That's what I, I guess it's an older show, but I had to go back. There's like five seasons of it. Oh, wow. Right. Five or six seasons. So I seasons. started at the beginning. Start at one, yes. Okay. Um, and just pay attention. It's one of those where stuff, something's happening over here, and then something else happening. They're not connected, but it keeps going through, and they get closer and closer in proximity till it all comes together. I, um, I have found Vice TV. Are you familiar with Vice yes, TV? Yes, yes. I'm Damn. watching the documentary series uh, I Sniper. It's okay. about the sniper attacks in uh, Washington, Washington D.C. area, um, and it's crazy. and it's told the narrator of the series is Lee Malvo, the kid Who's in the who was in the trunk, who was the one pulling the trigger, wow. and it's narrated by him from prison, and it's <laughs> wow, just amazing. I mean, it's 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 terrifying. It's terrifying what they did and, and the panic that they put an entire community in because there were, there were no clues. There was, right. there was nothing. There was, it was so random that it was you know, so difficult. I mean, it was just panic. And to hear him talk about the panic they wanted to inflict and how they were laughing, and it was like, wow. It's intense stuff, man. But it's a, it's a pretty interesting series. And they also have like some series on football, yeah, they got, they got, um, it's like investigative. It's yeah. like an investigative report. Kind of neat thing. deal. Yeah. Been watching a, Chicago, a lot of Chicago PD repeats now that the season's over. Well, you know, I'm still, I still haven't finished that with this. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's about it right now. Um, nothing new. I mean, I'm waiting now because I, I don't know. I guess new stuff. Again, Equalizer, if you need a show to binge, watch. It's a well, great yeah, one. That's, that's, that's what I'm uh, And uh, All Rise is a good show. I told you they uh, still try to make you pay for All Rise right now. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Oh, damn, no, $2.99 no. per no, episode. No, 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 no. Come on now. Um, but, yeah, those are good ones. But uh, hopefully some new stuff's going to be starting up here because now everything's ended. I haven't watched the final or the last Clarice no, I need to watch that. But I'm tired of that being like two weeks between shows. That, that's what killed it for me. They killed they they killed the show. The show's a good show, but they killed it with the, the timing of it. Mm-hmm. It just makes you forget about it. Yeah. And then you have to try and remember everything, and it's kind of right. a complicated show to begin with. But it's good. I still like it. Yeah. Oh, oh that means that, it's time that, to go. That is it. That's good. <laughs> that's going to do it for this edition of Night Court. Thank you again for listening. <laughs> We, uh, we enjoy it. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends. We'll talk more uh, NBA playoffs as we go forward next week. And uh, we're going to be getting into baseball soon. You know, yes. Baseball starts Monday, Flag Day. Mike Claiborne, our friend Mike Claiborne, always used to tell me, baseball starts on Flag Day. That's when you can start paying attention to what's happening. Because now we're less than 100 games left. And, and Mike, we're coming to see you this year. We're going to a Cardinals game. You know, Mike, right. Mike listens in, so we love him. We're going, we're going to take us a nice road trip. That's right. To a Cardinals game. Go watch some Cardinals. Looking forward to it. Hopefully they got funnel cake. Do they have funnel cake in their stadium? Oh, yeah. All they right. got everything. They got Anheuser-Busch products, too. If, if uh, that's all right with no. It's Bush Stadium. Not, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I'm not, a, I'm not a beer guy. Great nachos, great hot dogs. If they got Tito's and lemonade and funnel cake, then it's a good time. We can find that. We'll have a good seat. Yes, sir. We'll be sitting up with the broadcasters. They'll be drinking, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's baseball, man. You got to. What else can you do for that ball? <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening uh, to Night Court. Again, follow on Twitter at nightcourt 22 at BrevinKnight22, and I'm at the Fish Nation. We will talk to you again next week here on Night Court. We are gone. Peace.